1: To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
2: Hey, this is Annie, and you're listening to Stuff Mom Never Told You. A couple of you listeners have written in about acne and particularly adult acne, especially in response to our episode around cosmetic surgery. You talked about how it negatively impacted your self-confidence, how it made you uncomfortable in your own skin, and I can relate. I had acne well into college, and I still get stress acne, particularly around my mouth, and it's that painful, throbbing kind too. That that reminds me of Postulio from Invader Zim. If anyone anyone has seen that. That really scared me as a kid. But anyway, I felt like it was all anyone could see. And in the interest of total transparency, mine wasn't that bad of a case either. Uh, It certainly felt that way to me, but um, it, it was pretty manageable. My brother, on the other hand, he had a really severe case of acne and he took medicines, he got injections, all kinds of things that were uncomfortable or painful or messed with his hormones so that kids would stop making fun of him. It makes me really sad and really angry. We hardly ever see acne in our media, too. It was so surprising to me to see it in that movie Boyhood, if anyone remembers that. Um, But it impacts so many of us. And I remember reading, too, that in movies like Harry Potter, they used enhancement technology to get rid of their pimples so that their skin would appear clear, which on the one hand I totally get. But on the other hand, it would have been kind of a nice thing to know, hey, this can happen to anyone, and it does happen to to a lot of us. It's a myth that acne goes away once you enter adulthood, and this classic episode is going to look into all of that. So please enjoy.
1: Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com.
3: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Kristen. Kristen, whenever you're having a bad day, and I'm, I'm sorry to the teenagers that are about to hear this, okay. whenever I'm having a bad day, sometimes I go, well, at least puberty's over. Oh man, you're right about that. Puberty is a rough time. Mm-hmm. We're, we're thinking of you teenagers. We are thinking of you. It is not fun. Your hormones are going crazy. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I definitely remember from my, my puberty years... Acne. Acne. It was, it was not good news for me. Yeah. And it's not good news for a lot of teenagers. But what we're going to talk about today is how this is going to be the saddest podcast ever, I think. I know, Molly. You really started this off on a down note. Acne may not end after puberty. Nope. That's what people tell you. If you can just get through puberty, you'll sail through college with your clean skin, mm-hmm. and then it might just come back. Or you go through
4: puberty with pretty good skin... You're like, whoa! Dodge that bullet! Wait a minute! No, adult acne strikes.
3: We call that karma. No, we don't. I don't. I don't mean to say that people who who had clear skin in puberty are bad people, but oh, I think we can all agree we dislike them just a little bit.
4: <laughs> well, anyway, thoughts thoughts on clear-skinned people aside, let's talk about some adult acne because. Here's the thing. It might sound, you know, adult acne is just one of those unfortunate sounding terms. You know, like, uh, you know, you got adult acne. Like, there's something wrong. Like, it's a complete mismatch. Because like you said, we usually associate acne with adolescence. But take heart, all of you people out of high school who are having some, some pimpular attacks. Yes, I just made that word up. It happens to a lot of people. First of all, acne is the most common skin condition, period, all right? And it happens to get this 80% of people
3: between 11 and 30. Yeah, that wasn't 11 and 15 or 11 and 18. That's 11 and 30. So adult acne is kind of this new, I don't want to say buzzword, but a new phenomenon of sorts in the skin industry because, yeah. you know, people did think that people uh, pimples were something that happened to teenagers and when an adult woman came in saying, look at my skin, dermatologists kind of would throw their hands up in the air and say, that's weird.
4: And for anyone who's ever seen, you know, close-ups of P. Diddy on proactive commercials, we all know
3: it it doesn't just happen to kids. (laughs) But you know what, P. Diddy is kind of uh, a rarity, Kristen, because let's break this down a little bit by gender, because good news, ladies, it affects us more. Hey, guess what? What did you know? And I'm sure you can just see the reason for this coming a mile away, and we'll get into hormones and stress and all that good stuff later. But first, let's just talk about this breakdown between men and women because I thought this was pretty fascinating. It's a 2007 study that was done at the University of Alabama at Birmingham School of Medicine, and uh, this researcher went around. She had 1,013 men and women, age 20 and older, who were at the school. And, you know, very similar to that 80% number you threw out, Kristen, 73.3% 73.3% of these participants, at one time or another, had dealt with acne. Mm-hmm. Most of them had had it when they were teenagers, but she was finding a pretty, pretty uh, stunning uh, percentages of people who were affected as adults. Right, because as teenagers, the, the breakdown between men and women
4: affected by acne was pretty much the same. Yeah, We had 68.5% of males, 66.8% of females. But then,
3: but then we enter our 20s and then 50.9% of women and 42.5% of men reported experiencing acne. So there we've got about, you know, 7.5% difference Mm -hmm. during the 30s, 35.2% of women and 20.1% of men reported experiencing acne. So now we're up to 15%. And yes, both percentages are dropping for both genders. As, as the times goes on, but that gulf between men and women is getting wider mm-hmm. because during their 40s, we have got 26.3% of women, 12% of men, and during 50s, 15.3% of women and 7.3% of men. So it, it can affect you as long as, as your 50s.
4: Yeah, and as if your head isn't swimming with enough percentages right now, I'm just going to throw one more out that kind of sums up this whole thing, all right? From this study... Uh three point five percent of men reported that their acne worsened post adolescence. Mm-hmm. Just three point six percent. Thirteen point three percent of women reported post post adolescence acne worsening.
3: Ugh. So it's just it's just not fair. Yeah. What what are all those
4: numbers saying? Yeah, we, we got it worse, ladies. <laughs> all right.
0: Can I rant for a sec? Please.
2: Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com.
1: Tennessee sounds perfect. And guess what? Um,
4: A majority of those women who have trouble with adult acne report that
3: they get their flare-ups around menstruation. So here we go. So that leads us well into the big H word we haven't thrown around in a while. I don't think have we, Kristen? I don't know. Maybe like couple,
4: couple episodes or something.
3: Well, that's a long time for us. And uh, so we're gonna we're gonna turn back to old hormones because uh, just just as in the teenage years, that's a major cause of adult acne. But I would say that. The causes of adult acne are a bit trickier to unwind than they are for teenagers. For teenagers, it seems that treatment is pretty straightforward Mm -hmm. and the causes are pretty straightforward. But it gets a little trickier, a little trickier once you're out of school. Because the interesting thing is with the hormones as it
4: relates to women and adult acne, a lot of times you guys are probably guessing right now. Let me guess, Chris and Molly, you're going to talk about estrogen for another 20 minutes.
3: Psych? Testosterone, and it's uh, androgens, which we've talked about before. Especially if you remember our PCOS podcast, Mm -hmm. that's um, an androgen imbalance, and some and acne is one of the main symptoms of PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome. And um, so sometimes women will go in, and people might just immediately jump to that, Mm -hmm. and that causes the acne people to, you know, get get kind of thrown off because. They've done a few studies about whether androgens can be the cause of this persistent acne in later years in women. and the studies are really inconclusive um, in terms of you know, an, an extreme abnormality indicating this presence of acne in women. You know, they've done studies on all sorts of hormone levels and there's really no clear pattern of um, you know, one big hormone that's out of whack leading to adult acne. It's very, very inconclusive, so you can't just say, it's this hormone or another one, but they do think it has something to do with androgens.
4: Right, because androgens is would be a logical conclusion because androgens, if you have a spike in androgens, you're going to have a spike in sebum production. And sebum is the oil that your face oil that gets into those hair follicles, clogs it up, mixes with some sloughed off skin cells. Cells. <laughs> <Sails. laughs> Sound like a southern gal talking. You are. <laughs> yes, I am. And then mixes with some, you know, maybe some uh,
3: some dirt that's gotten in there. Mm-hmm. And you got yourself a pimple. Yep. And it's, it's, as Kristen said, it's sort of all below the skin. So you can't look at a teenager or a woman who's really, really zitty, for lack of a better word, and just think, oh, she has hygiene problems. She doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't wash away pimples. It happens under the skin. So that's not the thing that's going on. So if it's not the androgens, if that's still controversial, what else could it be? Doctors are also throwing out things like genetic predisposition. Sure. If, if, you're, if you've got a family member that's got it, bad news for you. Smoking is a huge one for women. Yes,
4: because smoking also amps up your sebum production as well, which makes sense because, you know, if you're if you're smoking, all of that smoke around your face is going to dry things out, and as soon as your face gets really dry, it's going to kick that oil production into overdrive. Cosmetics. If you use cosmetics, you want to make sure that they are non-comedogenic. Well, this goes for cosmetics and for face lotions, all the stuff. Sunscreens, too. And sunscreens, yes, that you're putting all over your face. Make sure that they are non-comedogenic, meaning that they don't clog pores. Looking for oil-free formulas is also a good idea because there was a dermatologist in one of our sources that mentioned that the average American uses up to seven products on the face, and all of that stuff really is not not really helping you out very much
3: pick one and just dedicate your life to it right don't don't switch back and forth all right let's talk about uh stress Kristen, because mm. this is another controversial one there are some sources when we we're reading about adult acne that were like oh stress is not a quantifiable factor in adult acne you can't you we don't see a cause and effect but then people who have acne tend to be really stressed and, uh, you know, they thought it was more, you know, one happened and then the other. But I think it's more of a vicious circle is what more people are realizing, that stress can kick that oil into overdrive, cause acne. And then once you've got the acne, you are stressed because you have acne. And it just, it's a vicious circle. Right. And, and there's some evidence, according to one paper we read uh, from England, that the stress of having adult acne can be much greater than the stress of having teenage acne. Um, we don't think stress can get worse than being a teenager, but because so few people recognize that adult acne is a condition, then uh, having a few pimples can really affect you, know, you as an adult, particularly because there are studies that show that people who have pimples, who have acne, have a lesser chance of landing a job than someone who has clear skin.
4: Mm-hmm. But you know what, one thing that can ease our minds about this whole stress, acne, vicious circle that, you are, uh, that you're talking about, Molly, It's the fact that, let's say you're really stressed, and sometimes, and this is highly stereotypical, but you know what, for me sometimes it's true, when I am pulling my hair out with stress, I might want to eat a piece of chocolate, okay? I like dark chocolate. All right, I said it. So sue you. So, but if I eat that piece of chocolate, is that going to mean I'm going to break out? Am I going to aggravate this whole cycle even more? No. So there's one thing. That's one silver <laughs> lining with all of this. There is no scientific evidence linking chocolate or even greasy foods to breakouts. Now, at the same time, obviously, if you're just living off of high sugar or high fat diets, you're not going to feel very great. And that might, again, aggravate that stress level because your body's just not going to handle it quite as well. But every now and then, if you'd like to have that piece of dark chocolate...
1: No, no worries. Face. You're not endangering your face. This episode is brought to you by Snagajob. Snagajob is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in
2: hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs
1: Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business
2: running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text SNAG to 242 424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC.
3: Let's talk about one big difference between teenage acne and adult acne, Kristen, where it happens. Yes. Because when you're a teenager, you tend to break out in your oily T-zone. hmm
0: Your forehead. forehead
3: yeah. The nose, I'm, I'm just seeing pictures of myself flashing up as soon as I name a body part. But adults have it more around their chin, yes, their neck, um, cheeks, lower, more of the lower face. And why this gets harder to treat is because you're not just treating an oily area. Mm-hmm. Adults don't have that oily skin that a teenager might have. They might have more combination skin. And as if things couldn't get worse, they might also be trying to treat wrinkles right there. Yeah. So sometimes the things that will treat the acne will cause the wrinkle. It's, it's another vicious Or the wrinkle creams cycle. might be
4: too harsh on the skin. That's why you do want, if you, if you have noticed that you all of a sudden are having some, some flare-ups, talk to a dermatologist to make sure that you aren't doing your skin more harm than good by whatever your daily facial regimen is.
3: Right, and if, it, if the acne does bother you, then, um, like Kristen said, talk to a dermatologist. You might need a slightly different tweak than what a teenager is. You don't need to go buy, you may not need to go buy, like, the Neutrogena or Clearasil that we all use when we were teenagers.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And the thing is, with all of this, a lot of people are talking to their dermatologists. In fact, so many people, ad- and by people I mean adults, are talking to their dermatologists about this, that... There has been a huge industry boom related to adult acne. And the final question, while we've been almost like fearmongering, I think yeah. about adult acne, I guess the the final question is, are these statistics going up? Are the incidence rates of adult acne actually going up as as these studies would suggest, or have we just become hyper aware? of our own face condition by watching too many proactive commercials,
3: you know what I mean? Yeah, there's this really interesting article in the New York Times uh, by Natasha Singer called, Why Should Kids Have All the Acne? And it was about sort of how proactive had a a really genius marketing campaign because it it targeted women of our age, Kristen, women who thought they were past worrying about pimples and said, you need to take this aggressive care of your face because you you do get breakouts. Mm -hmm. Uh, the question is, is whether these breakouts are worth treating. So it's almost like half the things we read in in researching this podcast were like, people should know adult acne is real. And the other half of things we read were people should know that breakouts happen and it's not worth investing, you know, hundreds of dollars in a continuing proactive or any other acne treatment uh, regimen. So, um, you know, they did raise the point in that article that It may not be that these numbers are rising so much as adults have health insurance, so it's easier for them to go to a doctor and get something they can use on their face, and that they are just more anxious about it because they think their acne days are behind them. Mm -hmm. So to me, the main takeaway of all of this
4: adult acne research is to take at least small comfort in knowing that if you are out of high school, even out of college, and you're having some, out of nowhere, some acne flare-ups. You're not alone.
3: You're not alone. I'm willing to tell you that I've got a giant zit on my cheek right as we record this podcast. She does, people. So, <laughs> you know, if you're walking around there having a bad skin day, just know I'm right there with you today. So that's what we've got. We want to know what you think. Adult acne, have you experienced it? Do you have a great way to prevent it? Do you think that, you know, it is just something that's being uh wasted on us, yes, by the skin industry. And uh, let us know what you think. And the email address is momstuff at and let's read a few emails that we've gotten to that very email address. I have one here from Vaughn bon and it's about uh, our tribute to doll podcast, Kristen. Vaughn writes, While I'm a guy, I did have a bunny rabbit doll as a small child. It was more of a stuffed animal, but I couldn't function without the thing. I brought it everywhere and did everything with it. Apparently, the day I got it, it belonged to my mother as a child, I had the task of naming it. So, of course, Sesame Street was on, and the word of the day was exit. Apparently, I was so moved by this word of the day that it became the name of my rabbit doll. To this day, I can't see an exit sign without thinking about bunnies. Also, I once lost exit before bed one night. My parents frantically searched for the doll as I cried. They couldn't find it, but they remembered they had another rabbit doll in the attic. They gave this rabbit to me and suggested I name it. I didn't know what to name it, so they naturally suggested the name of Entrance. (laughs) So as a child, I had no idea why other kids thought my stuffed animal dolls have funny names. Totally made sense to me. Nice.
4: All right, well, I've got an email here from James, and this is in response to our episode on chivalry. He said, I can understand from the female perspective how constantly being on the receiving end of these courtesies would seem like an unbalanced equation. But rest assured that we don't give these acts because we view women the lesser. Every time I hold the door for a woman or give up my seat on the bus, I'm making a reaffirmation to myself that I am a gentleman, not hinting that I view her inferior in any respect. I also tend to believe that whereas women can vocalize their intent and feelings toward others with greater ease, most of us men are left primarily with our actions to speak for us. Treat us like a magic act, be entertained by what we're saying, but watch our actions for a proper glimpse at our intent and motivations. Interesting. That's an interesting perspective, James. Thank you.
3: So if you've got something to say, email us again, momstuff at howstuffworks.com. You can also tell the world and not just us if you go over to our Facebook page and like us and leave us a comment. And you can follow us on Twitter where our name is momstuffpodcast. And last but not least, you can see what we're doing during the week on our blog. It's called Stuff Mom Never Told You and it's at howstuffworks.com.
2: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Want more How Stuff works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring,
1: like banking.
2: Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank a National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip,
1: visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
0: Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year.